and welcome to No Butts About It. It is Thursday, September 28th, 2023, and this is very odd for me uh, to anybody that has been very uh, frequent on listening to the show because Josh is not with me today. I have somebody else that I will introduce here in a minute, but for those of you who don't know who I am, I am Chuss, or as my actual name is going to be probably mentioned multiple times because Connor knows me as Chris. I am Chris, and I am the interim host for No Buts About It for the next couple of weeks. Um, Josh, who runs the whole thing, yeah, is out with an eye injury. He had surgery a couple of days ago and is going to be out of commission here for the next month. So he asked me to take over for the next month so we can get some content and footage out for you guys and, you know, just keep the uh, No Buts About It show rolling for the next month without him here. So obviously we're going to have some different uh, co-hosts filling in here. I'll be hosting as best as I can. You know, this is my first go around. I've never done this before, but I'm going to do my absolute best here. And, you know, so we're just going to see how this goes. But first and foremost, before I get into any NFL sports talk, I would like to introduce my buddy from home. He is also in Pittsburgh because I'm in my basement in Pittsburgh. He's in his second floor of his house in Pittsburgh. My buddy Connor Cox with his signed Cooper Cup jersey in his bedroom. So yeah. very epic. Connor, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Hey, listen, man, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I, you know, it's an honor that you and Josh are trusting me to step in here, try to help out. But Super Bowl MVP signed Cup jersey, by the way. Just oh, gonna throw that, that out that, there, but it's, it's, sorry, a, big, it's I, a big deal. It's you know what? I I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, totally forgot that it was signed Super Bowl MVP. He was Super Bowl MVP, Cooper Cup legend. But uh, you know, he might be. He's coming. He might be coming back this week. We we will probably get into that maybe. But um, yeah. that might be that might be good for the uh, the Rams coming off of that Monday Night Football loss. Which unfortunately we won't have Bengals analysis for that because uh, Joshua is not here and neither of us really caught on to the game. I was uh, working, but nonetheless, let's talk about something we both know. Steelers football on Sunday night football, Steelers and Raiders, baby. So obviously for any of those people out there who did not watch the game, the final score was 23-15, had me sweating at the end of the game. Some questionable calls at the end with uh, no, you know, field goal, or they were calling a field goal instead of going for a touchdown. Obviously there was that weird uh, roughing the passer call for Minka you know, a lot of yeah. a lot of weird things were happening at the end of the game. You know, what did you think of the game overall? Do you think the Steelers have improved? I mean, obviously, we're two and one now. We're actually technically at the top of the division here, which is very odd, even yeah. though we're tied with uh, Ravens and. Uh, well, well, we'll see how long that lasts. I think my my biggest thought is like how long like the, the defense cannot carry the Steelers team week in and week out. They're, they're not going to get three interceptions every week. TJ Watt's not going to have multiple sacks every week. It's it's not sustainable. Like the offense needs to get going because at some point the defense is going to tire out. Like it's just they can't win us a, a game every single week. But I am it is very hype and I'm very happy to see the defense carry like it does. It's so electric seeing TJ Watt go out there, get multiple sacks, all those interceptions. It's great to see, but it's not sustainable, not at all. 
Yeah, because, you know, there was a lot of concern going into the offense, you know, going into week three. I mean, you know, Kenny Pickett obviously had that beautiful, beautiful touchdown throw to Calvin Austin the third, you know, early on in the game, which was very big considering Kenny hasn't really done many of those throws since probably college, honestly. I mean, he's done a couple of them, but nothing that's ever connected that hard. And granted, it was against the Raiders defense, but it did show obviously a lot of promise going into the Steelers offense. You know, I mean, even that uh, weird, I don't know if you caught on to it, but did you see that weird fake jet sweep that Matt Canada did when uh, they threw that Pat Fryermuth touchdown? Uh, they had like one of the guys run and it was almost like a fake jet sweep. And then Kenny and then rolled Kenny out. Rolled out. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I, I thought that was interesting. Well, I, whenever I'm watching it, you know how like all those stats came out about Canada's offense where it's like 92% of the times in shotgun, he yeah. throws the ball and like 89, they run it. I wonder if he's aware that people know these numbers now and that he's now trying to like throw a curveball in there or something because like I, don't, I mean it was it was a great play great touchdown by by Fryermuth, but I, again like something's got to change man with that offense because it, it was great see Kenny's able to stretch the field it I are they going to give him the opportunity to stretch the field or are they going to continue to keep short passes jet sweeps they changed the uh, Najee was not being run coast to coast this time they were actually having him run up the middle, which is, I think is his strength. Uh, so it, it, it's like every week, all this criticism comes on Canada. And then you see slight tweaks in the offense. You're like, Oh, maybe he's changing. Maybe he's actually listening. But I get, I mean, like you said, the Raiders defense is uh, weaker. It's well, the real test will be when they play the Browns again, because the Browns have a really good defense, but next week going up against Houston, I think, the offense, again, you should see improvement against Houston's defense. You should. You know, you you would think. I mean, we hope, obviously. Um, there's a lot of, you know, good direction, as we have mentioned, you know, from week three. It'll be very interesting to see how the Steelers do against Houston in Houston. You know, obviously, we played pretty well in Vegas. Now we're back on these uh, one o'clock games here in Houston. So we'll see how that goes this week. I hope, I hope that maybe this weird promotion for Matt Canada, because for those of you who don't know, he's actually getting more time with the quarterback development or something like that. I don't know exact, exactly what his role is, but now he is like more of a higher up than just an offensive coordinator. He gets to work more directly with Kenny Pickett now. And all of a sudden we actually saw a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel for the Steelers offense here. I don't know if it'll continue, but me and Connor both, Really hope that it does going into Houston with this yeah. potentially CJ Stroud being one of the best rookie quarterbacks ever because that is what the media is talking about right now is how good of Stroud, how good Stroud's arm is which he has had good fantasy production but his real test will be this week because the Steelers defense is not slowing down. Yeah, uh, Stroud's in a tough situation. I mean, Houston, you know, those quarterbacks who always get drafted really early, they're never going into great situations. So. Uh, I know the O-line is very weak in Houston. And, I mean, even like Damian Pierce's fantasy numbers have reflected that. Uh, but we'll, we'll see how Stroud is able to hold up against that Steelers pass rush. Um, again, And, like, I, I wanna, I'm hoping to see, like, a good game from Kenny. Because even though this, he had that good play to Austin, um, still, like, something, something seem, feels off about that offense. Like, yeah. I, I, I think that play where Kenny had that – dude, he, Kenny threw it right to the defense. He mm-hmm. like it was a horrible read. I don't know if someone ran the wrong route, but like 
Okay, we need to we need to see something. But happy about the W, and I, I'm I'm thinking they can they should win against Houston as well. Yeah, I'm hopeful going into uh, this Sunday. But you know, we talked about the Steelers, and let's get into some other games because obviously I could probably talk all day about the Steelers. I know uh, you yeah. probably could too. Oh yeah, but I weird. know that there are some other games that we uh, have watched this past Sunday including a Packers comeback win over the Saints. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you felt about that, but a lot of people are now saying that Jordan Love is legit. Now, we don't really know where the the Saints actually are because obviously they look like a good team, but are they just beating not-so-good teams? Are they actually beating generally good teams so early on in the season? But are the Packers legit? Is Jordan Love legit? Like, I don't know how much of that game you watched. Mm -hmm. I saw, like, you know, a lot of good things from Jordan Love. He looks very comfortable. And, you know, obviously they got that win on Sunday. I don't know how you feel about that or how Jordan Love is impressing you or not. But yeah, so to, to start the game, I thought Love looked a bit shaky. I, I, I knew he was going to throw a pick at some point in that game because he started off very um, almost careless. Like he, he was throwing the ball deep a lot. But at, towards the end of the game, he he cleaned it up like he's got a lot of potential. I will say like he's got a good arm. I watching him like. The problem with the – they have a lot of injuries right now. Like, they just put uh, Bakhtiari or whatever on IR. Um, that's a big loss for them. So, I think that – Love's got a lot of potential. And I, I think that if he can settle down, get ready, um, really, like, lock in to start the games. Because if he played how he did in the second half and the first half, I think I think they would have confidently beaten the Saints. I mean, granted um, – they had the Saints had a good punt return, uh, but I I still I think I think Love I think Love's got it. Yeah, I mean, like like you said, I mean, I think Love's got it. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to step I don't want to take too big of a step here, but I know a lot of people have been saying that Jordan Love could be that next Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers type thing because they've got that weird flow going, and now mm-hmm. Jordan Love is that guy. You know, he didn't show a whole lot last year. Whenever he did, kind of fill in here and there, but this year it's almost like he has come into his own. You know, we'll see how he does. You know in a couple of weeks and stuff like that. Cause it's, it's really early on. I always mm-hmm. say that with all teams, like, you know, with the Bengals being one and two and even the Vikings being zero and three and stuff like that. I always say like tread lightly because it's kind of hard to assume that one player, one team is going to be very good. And we'll kind of talk, we'll touch base on um, somebody that I, I was thinking about, which I have written down and we'll get into that in a minute here, but nonetheless, Packers looked pretty solid. Big win for Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. But how about that Colts upset with Anthony Richardson being out and Gardner Minshew picking up an oh, overtime win over the Baltimore Ravens? Honestly, I've said it for a while now. You know, I've been talking with some people. I know it might be just AFC North, you know, bias, but I don't think the Ravens are as good as we think they are. Man, I mean, it, it is it is tough to talk without bias there. I, I, I mean, honestly... From an unbiased standpoint now, I have no idea who's going to take the AFC North. I feel like any of those teams can win. win that. I know the Ravens are favored still, mm-hmm. but I it, it is tough. I do think the Ravens are a bit overhyped. Um, I mean, they, they do have a pretty solid defense. Every, all the teams in the AFC North have a pretty decent defense. Um, I don't know. Uh, Lamar, they, they, they came into this year, they're like, Lamar is going to use his arm. And then Odell got hurt already, and 
again, they're a run-oriented team, and I think they should just stick to that instead of trying to uh, prove that Lamar can throw the ball. Like, Lamar is a good quarterback. You just got to keep him, you know, in his element. Yeah, no, I I, honestly, I agree because – Lamar, he's a he's a very interesting quarterback because he does scramble a lot, and it does feel like he does get hurt a lot by scrambling so much and then getting sacked and just he takes a lot of wear on his body. Um, obviously, they couldn't get it done against the Colts. You know, Minshew at one point was like eight for eight, like on one of the drives, he was like eight for eight, like sixty yards and a touchdown. Like it was a great run for Gardner Minshew. Obviously, still a really solid backup in the league. Definitely is never going to replace Anthony Richardson. So it's not going to be a situation where it's going to be like, oh, is Anthony Richardson going to get benched for Gardner? And like, that's never going to happen. I doubt it. Because even in the first couple of weeks that Anthony Richardson played, I mean, he looks promising. And, I, and I've said this on the show. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it to you, Connor, but I'm kind of eating my words right now because I said that Anthony Richardson might be a bust. And he is probably looking like one of the best quarterbacks out of that draft currently. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know how to feel about it, but you know, I'm, I'm glad he is proving me wrong. Cause I always say that, but I mean, we'll see what the Colts continue to do, but yeah. you know, I think he's going to be back this week. I, I think that if he took a page more out of Lamar's book, cause Lamar, he, he runs a lot, but like he, he hasn't been injured all that much. I think no, Richardson like Yeah, well Richardson needs to start uh I mean dude's played what one two games and has had two concussions like Yeah, yeah it's almost needs... like a Kenny Pickett repeat from last year. Yeah, ex- except Richardson's trying to get concussions. He's running <laughs> with his head down, barreling in. I mean, he, he I mean I think he'll learn and they'll they'll teach him be like, "Listen dude, you got to preserve yourself here." This because if he keeps that up, he, he might pull like a Luke Keekley and uh, have to retire early because of like yeah. concussions. Yeah, and, and I mean, even Andrew Luck, you know, he he retired pretty early on in his career and he was a Colt. And mm-hmm. like he retired, I think, like his late 20s. Like it was 28. Was, was he 28, 27, 28? I was thinking like right around that year. Yeah, yeah I was definitely like 27, 28. Like he was, he wasn't young, but he definitely wasn't old for a while. Nah, yeah, I mean, it's those injuries, man. And like, if he starts, if he starts them now, it'll catch up to him five years from now, where he'll be really questioning everything. But I mean, Buddy's got a cannon; dude can sling it, dude. Yeah, so I, I, we have to keep seeing it too. I'm, I'm excited yeah. to keep seeing it. Yeah. So, but you know, speaking of upsets, though, I called this one on the show, which you guys can go back and listen to that show if you don't believe me. But the Cardinals upset the freaking Cowboys. Let's go. <laughs> Bless the Cardinals. I called it. I said that the Cardinals were going to upset the Cowboys. Josh, who is probably going to be mad at me because he has no, like he can't even like message or anything right now. But listen, I told you so. Cowboys weren't going to win. He called Cowboys. I called Cardinals. I was very impressed to see Joshua Dobbs actually look like a solid quarterback. Steelers legend backup Joshua <laughs> Dobbs. Um, so yeah, I mean the Cardinals looked good. D- did you have anything that you know impressed you the most about the Cardinals or the Cowboys not looking too hot? I mean, he was I, throwing. A, did you see that picture where it looked like da- Dak Prescott was just thrown to nobody? Yes, yes, I did. I mean. At the start of the year, people kind of saw this coming from Dak, let's be real. I mean, in training camp, he had however many picks, and people were – that that's the Dak Prescott that people were expecting. Um, but I, I thought it was like more the Cardinals played really well. I mean, like last week, they were up how many against 
the Giants. They just couldn't finish the game. No. This week, they, they were able to finish. And respects to Dobbs. And his jersey should have been in their, uh, their pro shop or whatever at the stadium. So I'm glad it's finally there now because, listen, dude's a dog right now. But there's, I would still say um, uh, we, we got to wait to see what Dobbs does this coming week uh, before anyone gets any crazy ideas. But I would love to see Dobbs start running <laughs> it there in Arizona. Because I mean, coming into the year, I thought Arizona was going to be the worst team by far. Because, I, I mean, every people were demanding trades. I mean, uh, Kyler Murray uh, was injured. But now, I mean, after these past two weeks, I'm like, Arizona, on paper, they should be the worst team, I think. But yeah. they... They're doing they're doing well, and I'm I was happy to see them win. I was I was rooting for the upset. I usually root for the upsets, so I was happy to see the upset there. Yeah, I mean, with, with Arizona, I mean, like you said, I mean, they just couldn't get it done against the Giants, but like, I mean, they should have won that game. I mean, like, go figure. I don't think Arizona is that terrible. I mean, I don't think they're like some Super Bowl contending team, but far I from mean, it. Yeah, far from it, but they might not be as bad as we think. And it will be interesting to see when Kyler Murray does come back from his IR pop list or whatever the heck he's still on right now. Cause he's still out dealing with his ACL tear that he got last year. And that is why he's still out this season. I don't know when he is supposed to come back. He's still sitting on my IR currently in fantasy, but um, we'll, it'll be really interesting to see what the, uh, the Cardinals end up doing, you know, in the event that Kyler Murray stinks or, you know, if he's just not connecting, as well as like Joshua Dobbs is. I mean, like I said, I don't think Joshua Dobbs is going to be like some huge difference maker. I mean, after all, he is pretty late later in his career to be like a dynasty player. But hey, mm-hmm. you know what? You know, he could be one of those surprise guys that actually once the team gets developed, you might not even have to tank for Caleb Williams because everyone's like, the Cardinals mm-hmm. are going to tank for Caleb Williams and they might not even have to do that anymore. Yeah, I mean, I still think that they should, to be honest. I don't think Kyler Murray is the guy. I think they should tank. Well, not purposefully tank, but I think they should try to get Caleb Williams if they can. Yeah, uh, I'm sure they'll be in stiff competition with the Bears for yeah. worst team in the league. Uh, but, but like, what are you gonna do? Because like the Broncos aren't that good, the Bears aren't yeah, that good, and we'll, speaking of Broncos, we're gonna have to talk about that game here. But like, which team would like fit that scheme of Caleb Williams though? Like, just like out of your opinion, because like, I, I I think he would I fit really know. well in Arizona. To be honest, I think that'd be a great a great fit for him there. Uh, I, even if the bears do have the first overall pick, there's still like a lot of hype behind Justin Fields mm-hmm. or there's still a, a little bit of hype behind Justin Fields. Do you think they would abandon him so quickly and go for Caleb Williams? I think Arizona is really in like that prime spot to try to get yeah. Caleb Williams. That Yeah. That's a good point. Cause yeah, they they came coming into the season. A lot of people were like, Justin Fields is going to be so good, and and there is a chance he still ends up being good. But like, we I haven't seen so. it. No, I, I, seen I am it. not a Justin Fields guy, and I I, gra- the Bears are bad. I think the Bears are the worst team in the league. To be quite honest, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Justin no, Fields I, is in a bad spot. But I do not think Justin Fields is that guy. I mean, everyone has seen the clips of him sitting there scanning the field, and he'll have two receivers open up over the middle. And he'll duck it and run and get sacked. Like I don't, I do not think Justin Fields is that guy. But I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think they should abandon him. Right? I don't know. It's because Caleb Williams, like he's he's going to be 
maybe a double back-to-back Heisman winner? Like, do you skip that opportunity because you want to maybe hope Justin Fields pans out? I don't know. There's a long time till the end of the season to see who's slated for that first overall pick, but I would want to see him go to Arizona because I think he'd be a good fit for Arizona. Yeah, honestly, I'd probably have to agree. I mean, I could. I, I don't want to see him in Denver. I mean, they got to deal with Russ for the next five years, so I don't think Denver is going to draft cook. him. I think they're going <laughs> to let Russ cook. Let Russ I, I cook. I don't think. And speaking of Russ cooking, you know what? He was not cooking up. He was he was cooking up in a disaster on yeah. Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> I feel like everyone has talked about this. I mean, even you know people that don't even watch the NFL was like, "Holy crap! How do you manage to put up that many points in an NFL game?" Because that's unheard of. Last time I saw that high scoring of a game that wasn't NFL based was in college when James Conner blew up Syracuse, and it was like a seventy-five fifty final. It was like a mm-hmm. basketball score, but it was football. Mm-hmm. And so. The Dolphins-Broncos game, I didn't watch much of it because it was just such a blowout. I was just watching it on my phone. But, like, I don't know if you watched it or, like, what you have to say. I mean, do you think the Dolphins are legit? Because, like, I kind of think they could be – they could make, a like, a run for their for the AFC, like, title this year. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think Patrick Mahomes and, like, Kansas City are okay. They've still got some wide receiver problems over there, still dropping some balls. Um I think the Bills are still solid, but for some reason they love to choke in the playoffs. Yeah. And then the Bengals, they just haven't gotten it figured out. I mean, Joe Slow Burrow, start. yeah, they, they Joe Burrow, like he has less touchdowns than Kenny Pickett does, and everyone's roasting Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't, I don't know yet. Uh, I mean, it might be too soon to call, but like, do you, what do you think of this uh, Dolphins offense and I guess defense too? I mean, listen, I'll tell you right now, the Dolphins are legit. The Dolphins are what because it starts at the top. All right, yeah. Mike Mike McDaniel's stud. All right, dude is like, I what I've learned from this week is an offensive oriented head coach will take you a long way. McDaniel's, you look at like Andy Reid, Shanahan with like the Niners. All these teams are great. So like the offensive minded head coaches will take you far, and especially when you have weapons to work with, you have all the fastest players in the league on your offense. And Waddle I, didn't even play. And Waddle did not even play. Like, the Dolphins are definitely legit. Now it's just a matter of... I, honestly, I think it comes down to Tua. Like, if Tua can keep this up, the Dolphins will go far. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that I was saying. I mean, as long as... The one thing that will plague them the worst would be long-term injuries. Like, luckily, mm-hmm. Jalen... Or, uh, luckily, Waddle... I was going to say Jalen Warren. But lo- luckily, <laughs> luckily, Waddle's not going to be out for too long. Um, it doesn't look like it's long-term. I know last season when the Dolphins were like struggling to, you know, get into playoffs and stuff, they were dealing with a lot of injuries. Like Tua was getting hurt. A lot of players Mm -hmm. were just like getting hurt or just like, you know, pulling their hammies and questionable to play and stuff like that. I feel like if this team can just, you know, run with what they've got and like really push forward, this team could be really dynamite. But there is a player that everybody is talking about because apparently he is now the greatest thing since sliced bread. And honestly, he could be, but a Chan, is that, is that, is that how he, he said it was? Cause a lot of people are it saying it's, it's not a chain. It's not a chain. It's a Chan. I think it's, it's a Devin, a Chan. Yeah. So a Chan, Davion, a Chan, something like that. Um, yeah. It's, it's something like that, but a Chan is like super stud. high projected on waivers. He had 53 fantasy points, which is like the most I've, I swear I've ever seen in my life. Stud. It was, insane like do you do you think like 
I'm not saying like he's going to get 50 points every game, but do you think like his like consistent production of like maybe 18 points a game will con- continue? I don't even, I don't know about that, but I I do think they will use him more in this offense now. I think after that game, you will 100% see plays designed for him and you will see plays designed for Mostert. They will 100% get both of them involved. Because I mean, he's a playmaker. He's a dog. He's a stud. Like, yeah. you got to get the ball in his hand. All, everyone they have on offense there is a dog, all right? You get the ball in their hands, they're going to make something happen. So 100%, I think he will see an increase in use. I don't know about – I mean, obviously he's not getting 50 points a week. I don't, I'd be happy if he would get 12, 13, 14, 15 points a week around there. I could see that happening. I think he'll probably be touchdown dependent, but – I, he's a dog. They're going to get him involved for sure. Yeah, I mean, because they, they've been utilizing Mostert a lot, and I think one of the things is, is like I've noticed when it comes to fantasy football, I have Mostert in a lot of leagues here, and, you know, Mostert I feel like has been blowing up these last couple of weeks, getting like 25, 30 points. He, had, he even had 45 this past week, yeah. I and mean, that's still really dang good. But he, like, He's the he number one fantasy running back right now. Is because, he really? Yeah, he's, he had like, it was like, and like in full PPR, it was like twenty, twenty-five, forty-five. Like he's he somehow outscored McCaffrey, who's also a dog. So it's like it, people are sleeping on Mostert still. I think like yeah. you don't hear people talk about Mostert enough. Dude is an a beast. He's fast. Like he's he's an animal. I mean, there's the only problem with the 49ers was that he like he was hurt a lot. But yeah, that that's just the curse of the Niners where their their backs get hurt. Yeah, yeah. I, I did notice that. Yeah, luckily, luckily, knock on wood here, Christian McCaffrey doesn't get hurt. But yeah, McCaff- McCaffrey played a full season last year, I think. So hopefully that is behind him. But yeah, Mostert, I, I, he does not get enough praise, I think, because he, he is still a very solid back. Uh, and it's, he fits very well for that uh, Miami offense. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing. And I mean, like, and if you have a Chon and you have – Mostert, like you have the craziest running back duo and you have the craziest wide receiver duo too like or one of the yeah. craziest you can't say craziest because like people will yell at you because you still have like burrows or, or burrows burrow chase and higgins mm-hmm. and like you know like a lot of people will like compete with that some people even they're trying to throw the justin jefferson um Jordan, Jordan Addison, Addison yeah. yeah but some people the, are trying to throw that in there. There, there are a lot of good receiving cores in the league. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But I mean, Waddle, Hill, Tua. I mean, they're towards the top, obviously. I mean, yeah. like without question. How do you feel about um, McDaniel holding off on like breaking the record for the game? Like he could have kicked that field goal to break the record, but he he held off on it. You know, I, I was a little disappointed. Um, I know Josh was very disappointed because Josh really wanted them to break the record, especially since I forget who they said. There, <laughs> I think one of the coaches said that, like, somebody sucked or something like that um, in Denver. Um, like, oh, shoot, I totally forget. But somebody said that, like, one of the guys sucked or, like, one of the players was not good. And then all of a sudden, like, they win 70 to 20 over mm-hmm. the Broncos. And, like, I, I wish that they would have broken the record. But, you know, there's still it's still very impressive to put up 70 points in a football game that you didn't even really need to do that. I feel like it kind of at that point would have been more like an FU 
And like mm-hmm. at any point, like granted the, the Broncos aren't going to see the, uh, the Dolphins anytime soon here, but like if the Broncos happen to see the Dolphins again down the road, they might like, you know, get angry or whatever. Yeah. Like, like a legit rivalry for no reason. If it's just like, we're going to kick a field goal. Like it's, it's Matt. Now if it was, if it was me and Madden, Heck yeah, I would have kicked the field goal. I probably would have kicked the field goal if I was McDaniel. Yeah, I mean it's it's. I, I understand why he did it. Or he did it. I mean he's got a lot of class for it. I mean he he was what like the ball boy for Denver, and yeah. um, they 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 didn't even give him the opportunity to be the coach there, and then now he beats his old team by fifty. So I it's I think there's a lot of good things happening at Miami, and I think. McDaniel is he's proving to be a, a an elite coach in this league right now and I think that move right there proves that too because that was a, there was a lot of class there I would not have done I would have been like give me all the glory kick that field goal my team's highest scoring game ever baby let's go yeah no I I, I probably would have done the exact same thing it's, <laughs> it's so funny but I probably would have I mean there's definitely something going through his mind that he didn't want to but man that offense just insane. I mean, cause like the, the fantasy football, the defense points, like I know sometimes the viewers get mad when we use projections on fantasy, but Hey, listen guys, anybody out there that's going to like trash us on this, you know how accurate it is when it comes to these fantasy points, like the Miami's defense only put up six points. Cause I think they only had like a fumble recovery or something like that. But mm-hmm. like, you know, that, that means that the majority of it was not defense. It was offense. And that is impressive as crap. I mean, it's great though. I mean, like the defense, yeah, you they have a they have a decent defense, but their offense is just so magnificent right now that they don't even have to worry about the defense. Now, this is honestly like this could be you know a, a hot take, but like you know if they keep up at the pace, like if they keep winning like actually like legit games, and they don't get shut down on on offense. You know, they they could be up there with like a crazy offensive um, offensive scheme like uh, the Steelers were with the Killer Bees. Because mm-hmm. you know how elite that was with, like, you had Ben, A.B., Le'Veon Bell. Um, that team was just crazy offensively. I mean, even that following year, we blew out the – I think they were also 6-2 and two at the time. The 6-2 and two Carolina Panthers, we blew them out 55-14. Like, it was just it was just insane. Panthers fall apart after that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, it, it, it's a weird take, but it's definitely something to look out for, you know. Yeah, I it honestly – it kind of does remind me of that. But this Miami team has a much better defense than – that killer B Steelers team did. If so I, like oh. you get your defense, get the turnover, couple stops. You're going to outscore your opponent on. I mean, when you put it like that, it sounds like you can't lose. I mean, obviously anything could happen and mm-hmm. they probably will lose a game. Uh, Cause nothing's perfect, but I, it, it I do get, kind of get that vibe. Like as long as you, it, it takes a lot of pressure off the defense. You just got to get a couple stops. And then you could trust your offense is going to rack up points. Yeah. I mean, and then like just thinking about the Steelers, man, like real quick with that, man, if we had TJ Watt at that point, just like even, even though he was just one, piece, <sighs> I, I just, it does make me wonder. How It'd be a game like. changer. I mean, the, the secondary was the downfall. I think, I, th- yeah. I think of people like Ross Cockrell and uh, Mike Mitchell uh, and uh, Artie Burns. Oh, I think, of, I think oh, of those guys oh, and I'm Burns. like, uh, yeah, I don't know if T.J. Watt would have been able to, to save that team. But, hey, I mean, you look at our record with and without Watt now, uh, baby, uh, who knows? I, I mean, we, we yeah, I don't – I mean, I just – I don't know, though. I, I think that 
that secondary is just like so much better um now for the Steelers than it was like many many years ago you know like I I don't I don't know if it's like it like because like now you have like Minka and like you have like some solid linebackers you got some decent cornerbacks like you have a decent Mm -hmm. defense and like we're seeing that so yeah yeah I I, actually call that but yeah and even now where it's like I'd say like a position that the Steelers desperately need is like a like a corner Mm -hmm. and the the corners now are like in my opinion leagues better than what they were then so it's like that really puts into perspective like how like that Steelers defense was rough with uh with the killer bees yeah that was oh my gosh yeah because we there were so many games like so many bad games that we should have won and it was just because our defense blew it and our offense just couldn't get going and like those Patriots games like even if we had just a little bit of a more decent defense I wonder how many more Super Bowls we would have went than than the Patriots in that time frame. But I don't know. We'll never know. Patriots are the uh, best team ever. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Tom Brady's the goat. So I mean, he is the goat. I mean, I I can't I can't knock that. I mean, he is he is a stud. But but you know what? We're we're gonna switch up here. Uh, you know, we're gonna talk about a little bit of an injury here. I know that um. I mentioned it before we got on the cast here. You know, obviously the Chargers picked up a huge win over the Vikings on Sunday. They beat the Vikings 28-24, really close game. But something that's been um cause of concern here is that, um you know, my, uh, you know Williams is out now. He tore his ACL. He was their stud wide receiver for the, for, the, uh, for the Chargers here. And now, you know, they're still dealing with that Austin Eckler injury. He's been out the last few weeks here and like now he's just starting to hopefully be able to play you know they're still not certain but they still hope that he will play um what do you think will happen now do you I mean the obviously Chargers picked up a win and like he did really well in fantasy and like and he did well just project like production wise but like Mm -hmm. do you think that without Williams is this team gonna tank or like not tank but like do you think they're gonna just not yeah I mean it's hard to say because I Williams has had a pretty shaky history with injuries, which kind of sucks. Because like he, 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 if he would stay healthy, he could be top twelve receiver in the league. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that. I mean, you look at the last game. Like Keenan Allen had eighteen catches. I think he'll he's able to pick up the slack a little bit. Obviously, the team's gonna. Uh, it's gonna. It sucks to have that that loss, but I mean, again, like every year, that it feels like they're going without him. So I, I think, I think they'll be all right. They drafted a receiver this year too, didn't they? Yeah, I, I, I don't remember who it was, but I know that. Um, I know in years past, um, they they used like a consistent wide receiver. Um, I want to say it was. Uh, I want to say it was Kelly, but I want to say that that's the backup running back right off the top of my head. But Quint, Quentin Johnston, they just drafted him yeah, this year from TCU. Yeah so, yeah, so he might be a he might be a good um, wide receiver just as a fill in because dude, dude's out for the rest of the season. So you mm-hmm. you got to figure out something, you know, in LA because without without Williams, you got to adapt. Now, obviously, like you said, Keenan Allen had. 18 receptions. He also threw a touchdown. He did throw a touchdown. Yeah, it was it was it, awesome. Insane, like literally insane. But crazy, crazy. Like you want to talk about like the wildest fantasy week ever? 
there was players just blowing up all over the map. I swear, like Keenan <laughs> Allen blew up. Then you had all the Dolphins players. If you had a Dolphins player this week, good for you because you probably won just based off of those productions. I swear, because if you had Mosert starting or if you had a Chan starting in any of your sleeper leagues or like these deep leagues because you're running back like Dobbins or something's hurt and you just stuck him in just to hope, bro, you just came in for a big world of surprise. Like, I feel like these players just like blew up and like, it was a weird week for fantasy. I, I will say that, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But like with Williams, I, you know, I'm interested to see what they'll do because we're still waiting on what Austin Eckler's injury is going to be like, is he going to be out? You know, is he going to be slower? You know, I mean, we don't really know how he's going to play production wise yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of hope and a lot of promise and still a lot of hype around Eckler. I mean, after all, Anytime I had like a one or two pick, I always drafted Eckler in it because I got to love that guy. But um, yeah, I mean, so you, so you don't think it'll affect the offense too much here? You don't think it'll affect the team too much? Mm, I, it will definitely affect the team, but I think that the offense will still, um, I think the offense will still roll. You know what I mean? Like, obvi- like again, that's a big loss, but I, I think the team will keep rolling. Um, again, the Chargers... Something's always off with the Chargers. There's always, I feel like people are, are very high on the Chargers coming into the year. And then I, I don't know what's missing, to be honest. Like, on again, on paper, you look at the Chargers and you're like, oh, yeah, they're pretty good. But they, they always seem to fall flat. Um, losing Williams is not going to help with that at all. Mm-mm. So, like, I feel like they're on, like, the fence where it's like, they could be really good. But, you know, they're, they're still, like, they're, they're good. But losing Williams, it's you know, it's gonna start pushing them back. It, it'll hold back. It, it's it's a it's a big loss, but I I think they'll they'll keep doing what they're doing. All right, yeah. So I mean, we'll we'll see what the Chargers do this week um, without Williams, and we'll see if Eckler ends up playing. Um, it looks like this week that the Chargers are playing the Raiders. Oh, yeah. Raiders well, at Chargers. So we'll that, see how well that offense does against that Raiders defense. Yeah, th- th- I feel like we'll see who kind of steps up into that wide receiver 2 role, whether it's uh Palmer or uh Johnston. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll see who fills in. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. I mean, that'll be a uh, to be determined here. I think that game is played at 405, which would make sense because of the weird time zones over there. I mean, time zones are kind of weird, but that's not for this podcast. 41-10 final in Kansas City, and I hate to talk about it, but everybody is talking about it. Travis Kelsey and oh Taylor my God. Oh, No way. Oh my goodness. This, I guess, is once again, I mentioned sliced bread earlier, but I guess this has to be even better than sliced bread. I mean, this is, that like, this is I, canned bread. This is yeah, uh, this, is, can, this is canned bread. Like, literally, straight from SpongeBob. <laughs> This is canned bread. And did you see the weird TikTok trend that's going on over there too? Where they're like these like girls. So these girls are going up to their like spouses or significant others or just, I guess, guy friends that they have in the office or just in general. And they're saying that Taylor Swift made Travis Kelsey relevant. Oh, you know, okay. So that came from the New Heights podcast. Okay. uh, Jason and Travis's podcast. Yeah, I didn't Uh, hear about it. Yeah, Jason was like, how does it feel that Taylor Swift put you on the map? And then that, and then that, yeah. you probably have seen that quote all over ESPN every other yeah, 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 fifteen yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. And then that quote, you know, then it they ran with it. At least that, I'm pretty sure that's where that came from. 
Yeah, because um, I mean, it just like kind of because now like accounts are posting it and like girls yeah. are and like people that don't know the context because obviously like I didn't and like luckily you knew because I wasn't able to have that knowledge. But like, I kid you not, like I saw it on like not TikTok. I saw it in an Instagram like like compilation and it yeah. was just like, you know, girls telling their uh, their guy friends, significant others, spouses, etc. that Taylor Swift put Travis Kelsey on the map and like these guys just get so unbelievably furious. And mm-hmm. I agree. It's just like, I didn't know who Travis Kelsey was until Taylor Swift. And he was like, he's the best tight end in the league, maybe even of all time. And they're like, nah, nah, nah. Taylor Swift made him relevant. I mean, it, it was just frustrating me. I mean, it, 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 it like made everybody angry. Listen, I like to check Instagram when I'm watching the games because they, they post all the highlights. Mm-hmm. So when that Chiefs game is going on, Every single post from every sports account was Taylor Swift is in the building. And then if she blinked, they're like, dude, no way. She blinked. Travis Kelsey scored a touchdown. They're like, he did that for Taylor Swift. Yeah. um, (laughs) Dude, I go on, I see Adam Scheffner posting it. And I'm like, oh, God. Like every sports account. Even even now, it's still like every single post, NFL, ESPN, Sports Center, Bleacher Report, anything, anything football related had that. One post, you give me one post, and I'm like, okay. Even yeah. the announcers when the, the game, during the game, they kept cutting the Taylor Swift. I get it was a blowout, so it's like, you know, you don't have much to talk about. But I'm like, oh, man. Like, I'm tired of seeing it. Yeah. Like, hey. Listen, good for Travis. That is a W, all right? Travis Kelsey, that is a huge W. But you don't need to keep rubbing it in my face, you know what I mean? Like, I've seen it. Well, and not only that, but, like, every apparently Travis Kelsey's, like, jersey sales have, like, skyrocketed, like, something absurd. I, yeah. I, I This might be over-exaggerating, but it was, like, 800% up. Listen, Taylor Swift has a huge reach, and... I didn't understand the full scope till now, but like, yeah, I, I, hey, I get it. I might have to cop a Travis uh, Kelsey jersey too. <laughs> oh, so, but you don't think this is like? I know some some people have been commenting this. You don't think this is a marketing scheme, right? You you think Travis Kelsey nah. actually bagged that? that uh, no, I I don't think they're in the relationship. I think like. They're just like friends. I, I, no, I think they, you know things could be building to that. I don't think it's like oh they're dating. There it is. Uh, but I, I think, I think they could be, I think something could be there. I think something could be brewing. I don't need all the sports accounts and every news, you know, news station and news network to let me know if it happens. I'm, it happens. You know, it's must be a slow news day. Cause I mean, my everything, even now I'm still seeing it. I'm, I'm sick of seeing Taylor Swift on sports center. I'm going to be honest. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, when it comes to news this week, I mean, there wasn't like anything like crazy eventful. I mean, you know, like, I feel like this has just been filler because like, I mean, obviously like when it comes to other sports, like now Bleacher Report is actually talking about things that aren't Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift related. Mm-hmm. But we, we don't talk about that on this podcast, but you know, they're talking about Damian Lillard. They're talking about the NBA because that big. was a huge trade before huge. the season. Um, but like, you know, I think they're finally kind of like going off that because that was the big news of the week when it comes to sports. 
But I mean, like when it came to the NFL, I think like the biggest thing that I saw was like that, like that Trevor Simeon signing. Like it wasn't anything like, like, I don't really notice any, I mean, obviously there's injuries and stuff, but like, I feel like that was probably like the most eventful thing, but like, it's not like he's going to start. I mean, they're still going to probably have Zach Wilson start. So yeah, I I understand why they're doing it. Cause like we said, Taylor, Taylor Swift has a huge reach. So they're really like getting all the media attention and all this. I saw something. Uh, do the Chiefs play the Jets this week? Yes, the Chiefs do, in fact, play. Yeah, the, and I, they I guess. Play at Jets. Yeah, I guess Taylor. I saw something. I, yeah, I saw Taylor Swift too. was going to be there, too. I don't know. Could be. I don't know if it's factor cap, but if she's there, just brace for impact. Because the next few games, she's there. Oh, brother. Yeah, it's just, it's absurd to me. Like I, I like I said, I'm happy for him, but like <laughs> it's cool. These I mean, media outlets yeah. are just shoving it down my throat to the point where I'm just gonna like despise it. And then if they break up, you know Taylor Swift's gonna write like a 50 song album about I how much about she hates, that. like mm-hmm. you know, just like. And I was like, I don't, poor yeah, Travis, you don't. I, c- I couldn't help but think about that. I don't think they're dating. I think no. I, I, think, I think I honestly, I think they're just friends. I really I don't think, think they're dating. I think things could be. I think things could escalate. But if I don't think they're at the dating phase yet, but I just, if anything, I would hope that if anything does come of it, let's just hope they get married, man. Let's just hope they get married. (laughs) Like I, I would hate for, you know, Uh, you'd never hear, you'd never hear the end of it if they got married on, on all, from all the, the sports networks. I, I, uh, it's bittersweet right now. I I don't know how to feel about it because like, because on top of that, like, from from a, like a guy's standpoint, like you don't want to get swifted. Like, <laughs> would you want? I wouldn't want my boy Travis Kelsey to get swifted. Like that would that'd be just unfortunate, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's also the funny comparison where it's Kelsey and Swift, and <laughs> the Eagles was also Kelsey and Swift. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, you, yeah, you don't want to see him get swifted. I don't. I don't think it. Honestly, I don't think it'll go that far. No. I I just like after one day of nothing but dude taylor swift was at the chiefs game no yeah. way yeah uh, it's listen i get it i get it but i don't me personally i don't care i do not care so well i'm glad that you were able to talk about that but in like two hours by the time this comes up it may have already been starting to play but nonetheless let's talk about thursday night a little bit here you know we've got we've got a uh We've got a good matchup here because, like I said, it's not it's not been a super eventful uh, news week, and there's some Jets talk that we're gonna do. We're gonna go a little bit more on the uh, analyst side with Trevor Simeon joining Zach Wilson and the Jets on Saturday. We're gonna get those segments up with Stan coming up here in a uh, couple of days. We're gonna talk about that. We're also gonna discuss Colin Kaepernick. Uh, writing his practice squad letter about wanting to lead the practice squad, which I thought was pretty interesting. I don't know how you felt about that, but I mean, I, 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 he, I, I don't know how to feel about that, to be honest, but it's just, it's just odd because he's been out of football for so long. Yeah. But nonetheless, Thursday night football, Lions, Packers, what do you think about this game? And honestly, do you have like, an, do you have an idea of what the outcome could be? Give me the Lions, baby. I am high on the Lions. Dan Campbell is the man. I think the Lions, they're clicking right now. They got something figured out. That that pass rush has been going insane these past couple weeks. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson is 
dog. Uh, give me the Lions. I, I, my prediction for the game, I'm going to say like 24-14. I think okay. that's going to be my, my my prediction for the game. Yeah, give me the Lions. I, I think Jared Goff has always – I've Jared Goff has gotten a lot of hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've, I've always thought that he was an above average quarterback. Yeah. He, he hasn't been like super elite. He hasn't been, at least he hasn't been elite since that Rams Super Bowl run in what, like 2018? Yeah. Oh um, my gosh. I forgot about that. You know, the Rams did go to the Super Bowl that year and they yeah. beat the Patriots 13 3. Forgettable, horrible Super Bowl. But yeah, yeah I, I think, uh, yeah, I think the Lions, the Lions are clicking right now. I would not be surprised if. They win that division. Honestly, I mean, they probably are the favorites right now. I mean, them and the Packers, I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, so that's why I think this game is going to be so much fun to watch because there's so much around it so early on in the season that the two power, two powerhouse divisional game, like that, these two teams are like considered like powerhouse divisional teams right now, and honestly, they could be you know, both fighting for the division come, you know, week 16 or 17. We don't really know where they're going to be coming. Yeah, yeah. And I, I really, at this point in time, I don't know if the Vikings are going to be able to come back from this. Like they're already. Oh, and three. Yeah. I'm, they got to start winning here. Yeah, they do. I mean, I've seen like people wanting like Kirk cousins to get traded. I, or I've seen things where like people want the jets to trade for Kirk cousins. Like, I, I don't know. I, it is a weird spot for the for Minnesota because I mean Rogers with Rogers just leaving this off season, I'm sure Minnesota fans were hype. They're yeah. like probably very confident that the division they could take the division. But I mean, to be fair though, I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure their three losses have all been pretty close. Like they yeah. haven't gotten like blown out at all. Yeah, like the games me... could have gone either way. Let me look up the Vikings score real quick here, um, just real quick from the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and uh, they, they still have they, Justin Jefferson out there. Yeah, they've lost all close games by one score. They, their first loss was against the Bucks, week one, twenty to seventeen. Easy Second bake. Week, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thirty-four twenty-eight to the Eagles, and then twenty-eight twenty-four to the Chargers. So it's not like they're they're just not finishing. Yeah, more or less, what's happening? Yeah. So yeah, pretty much. I mean, you still have Justin Jefferson. Arguably the best receiver in the league. Um, the the Madison, I think I think he's going to start to get rolling here. I think he'll start to prove why why they wanted him to be the or why they trusted him to be the starter. I think he'll get that going. So it, I wouldn't count the Vikings out just yet. But being down, I mean Packers and Lions two and one, they're zero and three. They got to play catch up, unfortunately. So I wouldn't count them out just yet, though. But, count them out just yet. but nonetheless, I mean, so you're going with the Lions. I'm for sure going with the Lions. Yeah. I'm on the line. I, I am on the Lions bandwagon right now, to be completely honest. Okay. That, I mean, listen, I, I respect that. I mean, in my honest opinion right now, I'm on like a little bit of the Dolphins bandwagon. I'm in the uh, the Fins Up broadcast channel on uh, Instagram. I have a Minka Fitzpatrick Miami Dolphins jersey in my closet, in my upstairs in Pittsburgh, in my house. I do have that. Connor has seen it, and I've worn it before. I might it's even nice. wear it on the show one of these it's couple nice. of weeks. It's, it's that nice orange. Yeah. I love the Dolphins colors. 
Yeah, and I mean, like, and I um, I was going to go down to Miami at some point this this uh, fall, but it's going to be, like, practically impossible. So I, I am, like, kind of, like, low-key, like, a Dolphins fan, but, like, obviously Steelers all the way, and I know you would say the same thing. But um, but when it comes to the Lions, though, in my prediction when it comes to this, so 24-14 for you. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I really like Green Bay. Don't get me wrong. I do like Green Bay, but I don't think they necessarily have everything figured out yet. Mm-hmm. And I do think that the Lions might just end up getting that win. Now, granted, the Lions are playing at the Packers. Mm-hmm. But the Lions have won on Thursday Night Football more recently than we thought. And it was against the Super Bowl defending champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. So it wasn't by a lot, but they didn't I have Kelsey it, either. They, they didn't, didn't have, have Kelsey, Kelsey either. But but the one thing about the Lions, though, is a player that's kind of like an unsung hero right now, Laporta. I knew you were going to go with Laporta. I knew I, it was going to come know, up. You know, Laporta, like, I don't know. He's kind of filling that role that TJ Hawkinson had in uh, Detroit for a while. And he's he's really filling that role well. So they, they yeah. really have, like, they're kind of like, they're figuring it out pretty quickly on. So it might be, might be a closer game. But honestly, I'm not going to go 24-14. I think it's going to be a little closer than that just because it's in Green Bay. It's at Lambeau Field. 2017, but it's a Lions game-winning field goal. Oh, yeah. I I feel like uh, Green Bay fans are very passionate. They're like Steeler fans where, like, if the Green Bay offense is doing bad, they will let them know and they will boo. And I I think Jordan Love isn't completely comfortable yet. So I think if that were to happen... He might, he may get a little bit. The offense may get a little bit rattled, mm-hmm. and then at that point, the Lions would then just run away with it. Um, I think the Lions' defense is underrated. I'm starting them in fantasy this week. They're projected five. They were projected five last week. They had 16. They had seven sacks last week. I don't know if you yeah. knew that. Oh, Insane. I actually didn't know that off the top of my head. No, that's crazy. Insane. I only knew that because I checked the stats <laughs> in fantasy. They had seven sacks, but I think that defense is underrated. That pass rush is good. Um, and I think they will, they will bring it. And I, I, this is a big game, I think for the Packers more than the Lions. Obviously it's big for both of them, mm-hmm. but if the Packers can win this and get to the top of the division, like it's, that's them just like being like, Hey, even without Rogers, we're still the best team Yeah, in this division. We're, don't don't just... get any funny ideas. Yeah, which which will be really impressive to see because if Green Bay can actually like pull this out and like in the couple of weeks, even if they lose tonight and they pull out the next couple of weeks and they end up like actually winning the division again with Jordan Love, like you know how crazy Green Bay fans are going to be after that. Oh gonna yeah. be, like, it's going to be awesome. Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be fun though. Hey, be I fun. think hey, Love's got it. I think it's more of a matter of time until it really, he really like settles in because like the thing with Rodgers was like, dude was always cool, calm, and collected. Yep. Always very chill, always very mellow. Absolutely. And it, it translated into games. I mean, how many Hail Marys have he has he had against the Lions alone? Was it two against the Lions? Yeah. yeah I mean, and then, let alone like all the other teams. So it's like, I think once he, everything gets settled in, because he has the talent, I think it's just a matter of time before he gets figured out. But I still think the Lions will win tonight. Well, I, uh, I'll have to agree here. Um, do you have anything else you would like to add before we close out here today? Uh, anything, anything I want to add? Anything at all. Uh, I hope the Steelers 
win confidently, and I hope Kenny Pickett looks how he looked in preseason. I'm a Kenny Pickett bandwagon because I'm a big pit guy all around. I I don't know if Kenny I don't know if Kenny's got it. He needs to prove that he's got it. Uh, so I hope I hope we see a little hint of that. Um, other than that, I'm I'm just looking forward to all the games this weekend. Yeah, and we'll uh, we may just be talking about that come next week. How uh, you thought of those games and you know whatnot, depending on how the schedules go with me and you and everybody else. You know, there's a lot of uh, you know people that I still like. Stan still wants to uh, record at some point, so we we're gonna get him on there. Alvarado is gonna come on at some point, and these are people that. Connor has never met, but they have been on the show for those of you that are frequent watchers. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, when it comes to Kenny Pickett, I've said it before too. I'm a huge Pitt fan. I love Kenny Pickett and I will hundred percent agree with you on that. He needs to play more like the college days. And I think against the Raiders, he was showing that, but only time will tell when it comes to this Sunday. But before I waste all of your time, because, you know, I know you guys are all on a busy, busy schedule at home and, you know, I don't know what you guys are doing. You're getting ready for Thursday Night Football. You know, you could be sitting in your uh, dorm room, you know, never know what you're going to be up to. Uh, We're going to just close out right here. I am not Josh, so this spiel may not be the best, but I'm going to attempt it here. And But first, and before I even get into it, I want to thank Connor. Thank you so much for coming on, being my co-host today. It's kind of weird being on the opposite end of it, I won't lie, because usually I'm in your shoes, and I'm always the one getting asked questions and bouncing off of Josh. So I appreciate you being that guy today, and I hope to uh, have you on the show again at some point in the next couple of weeks. Hey, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate you and Josh letting me on today. Um, I have a lot of opinions about yeah. football, so it's it's fun to come on and kind of throw them out there and bounce them off each other. Um, and I'm interested to kind of see if anyone else kind of agrees with what we had to say today i feel like what we said wasn't too too out there Uh, especially with the steelers you know everything that we've everything's been said about the steelers at this point yeah it's all just playing on loop and repeat but i'm interested to see what uh what everyone else thinks as well yeah so with that said Thank you all so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed, please remember to give us a like, comment, and subscribe. We can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube at No Butts Show. Our social media pages are No Butts underscore show on Instagram and No Butts Show on TikTok, which is actually empty right now. So if you go there, you might just be one of the first followers, but you can go check it out. We're going to try to start pumping out some content there. So that is our TikTok. If you would like to reach us, you can email us. Email us at bullmoosepodcast2 at gmail.com. That is the number two at gmail.com. Bullmoosepodcast2 at gmail.com. Finally, our spread shop will be in the description, so check out our merch. And once again, if you enjoyed today's show, please give us a like, comment, and subscribe. And until next time, go do something nice for somebody else. Bye-bye.